ones to follow. This is Black Bookers on Radio Tab. Good morning, everyone. Black Bookers for Monday, the 18th of December. Two meetings to concentrate on in southeast Queensland over the last week was at Eagle Farm on Wednesday. We had a seven-event midweeker and, of course, Grand Prix Stakes Day on Saturday. I found two to, to Black Book out of Wednesday's meeting. And the first one is the Kelly Schweder trained Star Gamble, a five-year-old by Snitzel. When he started his racing career, I thought he was well above average, but it's fair to say that the jury's been out on him uh, over the probably the past year or so. He finished his summer campaign last year with some reasonable performances, but then this year we saw him first up at a race at Eagle Farm in early September, failed to fire, and the next time we saw him was late November. So uh, the, the campaign has been interesting. Whether Kelly's had a few issues or not, I'm not certain. But he ran fourth at Ipswich on the 23rd of November. It was a pass-mark run, but I thought we saw the real star gamble at Eagle Farm on Wednesday. The race was won by Caesarus, and she was heavily back to win, suited by the, the good gate and the, the bias of the track, which was certainly favouring those to the inside, and she led all of the way. Star Gamble had to give her a start, but by gee, he zoomed to the line, and as I said, that was the Star Gamble of old. I think he's most effective around 1,200, 1,300. He's had the two runs this time in now. I think Kelly can find a nice race from the next couple of weeks. He's still a 71 rater, so he's on a, on a good mark. And that run suggested to me that um, he might be back to where he was when he started his career. So follow him race, out of race six, Star Gamble. Sectionals were good as well. I think the last race of the day is a good class two to follow. I think the four blind out of it will be strong. Now, Flying Mickey won the race. We know he's above average. Two from two for David McComb. Atlanta Kia ran second. She's just finding it hard to win, but we also know she's you know better than your normal class two standard. But the horse I'm going to Blake book is the horse who ran third, Spaceship. Michael Rod rode for Rob Heathcote. We hadn't seen him since the winter, and he was good during the winter. He won a couple of Doomen at 1,200 and 13.50. He was first up with no trial last Wednesday uh, and no market support. There wasn't a lead there. He showed a lot of speed, which we know he's got to lead. He battled on very, very strongly. It was only really late in the piece that Flying Mickey and Latakia overhauled him, but he certainly wasn't beaten that far. And the time was good, 1978. When you're breaking 110 on a Wednesday at Eagle Farm, you're galloping well. The last split was 34-4. So, like Star Gamble, he'll take benefit from that run, and I'm sure he can win a midweek over the next week or two. And again, like Star Gamble, on a good mark, he's a 65 rater. At Eagle Farm on Saturday, I like Show Me Mercy's run on the gold edition. Now, it's not going to be easy, but we know that Show Me Mercy is a top-class three-year-old. He did a two-and-a-half-month break from racing. He ran on the gold edition. Michael Rod rode him. He settled in midfield. They didn't go hard, the leaders. They controlled the race, race of Voney and Tiger Shark. They made it a sprint home, uh, and a bounding was right behind them. And then show, there was a gap to show me mercy. I thought he finished as well, if not better, than any horse in the race. His sectionals were good, and the impression he gave was that 1,400 metres would be ideal. The ultimate aim, the grand final, is the Magic Millions Guineas in a month's time and more than likely he'll go via the Vaux Rogue into the Magic Millions. The market reacted swiftly and positively to that performance. He's down to $9 for the Guineas. So we'll watch him in the Vaux Rogue. I'm sure he'll run well. I'm Black Booking him. Show me mercy, along with Spaceship and Star Gamble from Eagle Farm last week. Let's go to Nick Birdie now, racing analyst for Racing New South Wales, a man of many talents. Nick, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you, David. How are you this morning? I'm well, thank you. How was your weekend on the punt? Did you win or lose? 
Uh, won something, yeah. Had had a had a couple of wins actually at Newcastle. That was my uh, my main betting um my main betting card. Even though I was out there at Randwick, but um yeah, it was a good day. Um, won something, so hopefully can win a win something as well this week for Christmas. Most yeah, importantly, exactly right. Tell us about the run of Castilian. Joe Pride trains this four year old now, and he was resuming in the sixth race of the day. Yeah, I thought this was a bit of a sneaky return. Um, just got too far back there over the 1,100 metres at Randwick. And if you just watch him come down the outside, he, he ran really good closing splits, some of the fastest on the day, and actually the 10th fastest last 200 metres. But the market said on the day he just probably needed the run, um, and he suited more, over more ground. But going back through his profile, he holds some really good figures against some nice types in down in Melbourne um, in some three-year-old open handicaps or restricted races. So... I think he can come back really good this prep. I think there's definitely a win in him. Maybe not next start, but definitely third up, and hopefully we can get a bit of a price about him. Glory Days is trained by Kieran Maher and David Eustace, and he resumed as well in a mile race, the seventh race today, and obviously you like what you saw. Yeah, returned as a gelding. Um, it was an advantage to be up on the speed there at Ramwick on Saturday, but I thought this was a really solid return, and he had to always face the breeze there in a, in a genuine tempo, and he just I liked how he never shirked his task to the line. Yes, Grabini went past him, but if you look past the post, he actually then goes past Grabini as well. So I think he's just going to only improve off that effort, and I think over this summer period, he's definitely going to knock off a couple of races. So he's probably one out of the meeting and really keen to follow Glory Days. Okay, we'll mark him with a star, Glory Days. And your last black booker is another one who was resuming, a horse called So Good, So Cool. Yeah, this was a nice run by So Good, So Cool. Drew wide, so... They restrained over the 1,000 metres, and it's a horse that's probably better suited over that 1,100, 1,200 metres, probably more 1,200 metres. But it actually ran the fastest last 600 of the day in 32.7, so it came home very strongly. And you do break down at sectional zone. It just had to exert all its energy between that 6 to the 2 before probably peaking on its run. But I liked how he just kept maintaining a strong enough finishing speed to the line where Time's a Boogie, the winner, just it went really good, but it had all favours up on the speed where... I think just so good, so cool. Just had too much to do and he's obviously going to be suited over a bit more ground. So a few first uppers, but I think we can follow those um, moving forward. That's Castilian, glory days and so good, so cool. Have a good Christmas and a good New Year. We'll talk in the New Year, Nick. You too, David. Have a great Christmas and New Year as well to you. There is Nick Burney joining us. Ben Scadden's with us now. Ben, the meeting was at Gawler on Saturday and your first black booker is Revel Consortium. Yeah, I thought she did a really good job second up this mare, David. I think she shows she's on track to to win a race soon. She um, she's back and made really good ground. She's very solid late. I think um, next time round you'll probably see her over around about two thousand metres, and I think she'll be cherry ripe and ready to roll when we see her next time. Rebel Consortium. Okay, Rebel Consortium out of the third in the following race. She's graceful. Was the or is the Black Booker? Yeah, I think she's um, she's an up-and-comer, this mare, for the uh, inform Aaron Bain, Ned Taylor stable. She hasn't won for the stable yet. She's former West Australian mare. She's only had the four starts for the team. She was first up on Saturday. She had quite a lot of work to get to the front. Um, and I thought she fought on well behind the inform Exalted Dame. Just got a little bit tired late, beaten just over half length. I think that run will do her a lot of good. Um, and even though she hasn't got a... She's only won once from four starts second up, I'd expect that she will actually be sharper and fitter next time round. So, uh, yeah, I think she's set for a good campaign. She's graceful. Smiling from above, also first up in race six, is going to the Black Book. 
Yeah, that's right. I hadn't seen seen Smiley from above since um, since May. Uh, she's now with Marissa Moy, who I don't know at all. I have to admit, um, formerly with Desiree Strah, this uh, this mare Smiley from above. She's shown a little bit of ability. She's only had nine starts. She's won a couple, three placings. I thought on um, I thought on Saturday she did a really good job. Just beaten by just like Lisa, that Justin Pickering mare that we talked about earlier on in press room. She uh, she was wide and she she really stuck to her guns. Um, smiling from above, I thought it was a really promising first up showing for the new stable. This good support for her as well. She was six fifty into four dollars, so um, the money was almost right. And I think that she's another one set for a really good campaign. Smiling from above. Smiling from above, and another Aaron Bay Ned Taylor runner caught your eye in the last race, Myrtle Creek. Yeah, did a terrific job this mare, Myrtle Creek. She's had um, she's had the three runs for the new stable form with Michael Moroni. Uh, she won first up at Gawler back in early November, um, and I thought the run on on Saturday was full of merit. It was a today where it was pretty tough to make ground, but she came from a long way long way back and just absolutely steaming home late. She did a really good job, I thought, Myrtle Creek, and yeah, she's another one in form. The stable's in form as well, and I think this. Um, 1600 metres looks like it's about the right trip for her based on what we saw on Saturday. So uh, I think you can continue to follow her with confidence, Myrtle Creek. Myrtle Creek along with Rebel Consortium. She's graceful and smiling from above. Thanks, Ben. Thanks again, David. Ben Scadden with us with his black bookers. Colin McNiff can't be with us live, but he's done all the videos and he's come up with two out of the Launceston meeting last Wednesday, one from Hobart yesterday. As far as Launceston is concerned, he says we stay on the trail of Dun Cannon. D-U-N-C-A-W-N-O-N, who raced in the fifth race, and a little later in the day, Bobble caught his eye. So Dun Cannon and Bobble from Launceston. And at Hobart yesterday, Colin suggests Ola Ola won't be long in winning a race. So they're the three for the Black Book from Colin. Dun Cannon, Bobble and Ola Ola. Let's go to Darren Clayton now with the Harness Black Bookers. Darren, good morning. Good morning, David. How are you today? I'm well, thanks. And uh, just a quick comment. Uh, the ID23 wrapped up on Saturday night with a, a big crowd and great racing. And, and the uh, I really feel the right results too. Yeah, it certainly was. It was good to, to see a good crowd there cheer, cheering on. Um, some really good racing and, and good results, like you say. The um, you know They're the top horses right the way through the series and they step forward again. Just believe he's just a, a superstar and, and leap to fame. He really took that next step and um, I guess took away a, a bit of the what-ifs. He's been so gallant in defeat in mm. the Blacks of Fake, the Eureka and the Victoria Cup to get a big one to his own name. Um, can probably silence a bit of that what-if uh, commentary. Yeah, exactly right. Well, let's go back to the uh, the bread and butter meetings, I suppose. We raced at Redcliffe on Friday afternoon, and uh, Shane Graham trains Glover, G-L-O-V-E-R, ran in the third race. Tell us about the run, because you're going to put Glover into the black book. Yeah, he drew outside the front line in that race, which is always a tough ask at Redcliffe, and he was taken back, not much to do early, and um, just wait for one run at them. He was wide off the track off the in the closing stages. Um, his closing sectionals, despite being so wide, were really strong. He's run the fastest last 800 of the race. Um, he was only beaten a half head. The winner was darting up the passing lane. And, uh, of course, that winner was Mac Daddy, which was Nathan Dawson's mm. 400th win. But Glover, he hit the line strongly wide off the track. Got run down in front uh, his previous two starts, so perhaps they might have just unearthed something here with him with how strongly he attacked the line off the speed. So off the effort of that fr 
run on Friday, I don't think he's far away of getting his second Queensland victory. That's Glover. Now, this was Bangkok DJ. I saw it at Albion Park on one of the nights of the Inter-Dominion. It was, I thought, a bit stiff in its race. It ran at Redcliffe Friday. Tell us about the run here. Yeah, well, that first up run that you um, referencing there, David, he was first up from a spell there so uh, and without a trial. So he's come into this race at Redcliffe second up. It was a young driver's a heat of the Australasian Young Drivers Championship. So uh, Sarah O'Reilly took the reins. She wouldn't have had any experience on the horse. Drew another that drew badly out in gate six, snagged to the rear. When she let him go wide off the track, it was a really impressive performance. He got within two metres of the winner, which led throughout. That was Ark and Wicked. Now, if you sort of dissect the sectional data, it really tells a story. He's run the fastest late last 800, broke uh, 56, uh, 56 and change. He's got home wide off the track. And you look at the distance, he's covered an extra 37 metres in the run than the winner, despite only finishing two metres away. Um, like I said, second up from a spell, he looks to be in top order. Keep an eye on this guy. That's Bangkok DJ, and of course at Albion Park on Saturday night, it was the big night, but one of the horses in the undercard called your eye got to go milking. Yeah, it just needs to draw a decent alley, this guy. We know how important barriers are. He drew inside the second line Saturday night, ended up three back along the fence. And, um, you know, that can be a good spot if the tempo's on, but the leader was able to, to really get away with a, a cheap run in front. 33, the second quarter, is always going to make it hard for anything chasing. Um, he broke 27 his last quarter himself, got to go milking, beaten five metres behind that leader and winner, Bonnie Prince Louis. His past five starts, just highlighting his barriers, um, He's drawn the second line four of his last five and the other run he drew gate seven of seven at Albion Park. Go forward horse, he just needs a marble. This guy got to go milking. Got to go milking. Good on you, Darren. Thanks for that and a good Christmas and a good New Year to you. Yeah, likewise, David, and, and thanks for all your efforts over the year. Darren Clayton joining us this morning. That is Black Booker's for Monday, December 18. Similar to Press Room, of course, next Monday being Christmas Day. The following Monday is New Year's Day. We've got the National Racing Service that day, so we'll be back with Black Boogers in three weeks' time on Monday, January 8th. Hopefully, all of those things we've told you this morning, you'll find a few winners there over the next few weeks. Bye-bye.